This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley, and on the program today, we're going to talk about, and you guys know we have talked about all of the things that we do while Black that are not necessarily positive for Black people, whether it's driving while Black, eating while Black, working while Black, and this year, 2020, a year that we are certainly going to remember for so many reasons, has uh, been for that reason, all of the not so great things that have been going on in our community. Well, right now, we're gonna pause and we're gonna talk about something that is empowering for the black community. This is an opportunity where technology meets culture. We are talking about banking while black and our guests today are gonna tell us about Greenwood. And I don't wanna steal any of their thunder, but I am so thrilled to welcome to Perspectives two of the three founders of this amazing enterprise, Ryan Glover, many of you will know as a leading business person in Atlanta, a founder of Bounce TV, and yes, I am thrilled to have on the show for the very first time, Killer Mike, Michael Render, and we all have seen Mike on TV and everywhere on social all summer into the fall, and it is just uh, welcome. Welcome, fellas, to Perspectives. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us. So, Ryan, let me start with you as, as one of the entrepreneurs that's a part of this Greenwood Initiative. I hinted a bit at it. Technology meets culture, banking while Black. What is it? Sure. So, Greenwood is a fintech neobank. Uh, in a nutshell, we provide modern banking for the culture. So if you think of um, some of the uh, other players in the digital banking space, we are of that same ilk, but we unapologetically target a very underserved African American and Latinx community. Mike, why did you want to be a part of this initiative? I've banked Black since I was a child. My grandparents taught me the importance of banking within your own community. And it's important to clarify, when people hear banking Black, it doesn't exclude any other group of people. If you're Latin American, Asian American, working class, poor, white, it doesn't matter. You should be banking. And oftentimes, big banks scare people. So local um, banks um, encourage. So my grandparents made sure I had a Black bank account from the time I was five years old. I think it's important for my community that we keep that tradition going. And Greenwood has advanced that tradition by now putting your bank in your hand, which I think is ultra convenient. I think it's the way my 13-year-old will be banking in the future. And I like to be ahead of the curve, not behind it. So Greenwood is, is where, where we're going and where I want to be. Ryan, there's some significance in how you all named this FinTech opportunity. Sure. So everyone knows the Black Wall Street story. That story occurred in a district called Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. As many of us know, that district thrived, right? You had Black professionals, you had Black attorneys, you had Black-owned movie theaters, you had just about everything that you can think of from a commerce standpoint in one specific location in, in one city. Um, what was also important about 
the Greenwood District is at the time, uh, our dollars uh, recirculated in that community 36 times before it left the community. Um, many of us know the facts of the matter um, uh, in today's current uh, climate. Um, you look at other cultures, you look at the Asian culture, their dollars circulate uh, 30 times over. You look at the Jewish community, and their dollars circulate 17 times. Unfortunately, in today's climate, our dollars only circulate within our own community uh, six hours. So the two problems that Greenwood will thwart, if you will, is the circulation of, of dollars. And to be candid with you, I'm infusing capital into our communities to build wealth in our communities. How do you guys come together to start a bank? I mean, how do you do that? Oh, Ryan does the heavy lifting. I know him. I've seen him be successful in music. I've seen him be successful in television. And he knows that that banking black and that dollar circulating in my community is something I'm passionate about. He's seen me help um, bring accounts to Citizens Trust in Atlanta, to Carver, to Industrial, to um, you know One United. He's seen me do the work. And I will say that he was the first person um, that invited me to be a part of the work in a much different way. And I, and I appreciate that because I do the work because our community deserves it. But as I, as I grow older and have a very successful rap career, Billboard Magazine had us on a few weeks ago. We're a big deal, might be nominated for a Grammy. As I've gotten older, my aspirations have grown and I want to be in business. So I'd like to be in business about stuff I'm past. I'd like to be in business. I'd like to be in business about things that I'm passionate about and that's helping my community. And Ryan came to me and said, what do you think of this idea? Um, I know it'll help the community and you're interested. Would you like to be a part of it? And I gladly accepted the offer. Ryan, what will it take for Greenwood to take off? For black and brown people to know that Greenwood is here for, for us? Well, you know, trust is one, a very big factor um, in, in banking. Um, you know, the mistrust of our community in banks has been around and occurred for, for decades. Sure, we've all heard of stories um, that our grandparents kept dollars under our mattresses. But historically, there has been the traditional banks that really have misappropriated funds in our community that really led on to that, to that mistrust. Not to mention predatory lending, no lending, redlining, so on and so forth. So Greenwood plans on bringing trust back into the community in, in two very substantial ways. One is through the recirculation of dollars back into our, our community, and two, really to infuse banking capital, right, into qualified individuals who are business owners, who are entrepreneurs, and who are creatives, who I think the traditional lending institutions have just purely forgotten. One way our culture has to be able to move forward is through banking capital. Uh, we, can, we, can, we can pray, which we do. We can march, 
which we do, but the in, infusion of banking capital into uh, our community is really the way we need to move forward in order to move our, our community in a positive manner. Ryan, is there a way where Greenwood is going to, in a sense, be able to collaborate with other banking institutions in the community to help build that confidence among the customers that you're seeking? So first and foremost, Greenwood will uh, launch our first checking, debiting, and deposit product, okay? So it'll be a, a very sleek uh, because Michael Render and I believe we have great taste. Very, <laughs> very sleek matte black metal card, all right, that we will launch into the, the marketplace on this side of the year. Then on the uh, Q, uh, uh, Q1 of 21, we'll launch our banking and loan products, right? That will target middle class, we'll target, as I mentioned, uh, business owners, we will target other individuals in our community to infuse capital to help them build their goals and their dreams and their, and their aspirations. Mike, why is it that our dollars only circulate in our community for, I mean, not even half a day, not even a quarter of a day. I mean, six hours, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, but we have done better in the past and we, we can do better. Uh, my grandfather would say to me as a kid, you know, desegregation didn't mean desegregating your dollar. So the Exxon that we went to was owned by a black woman named Miss Barbara. The produce that we bought was brought off a black man's produce truck. Even the butcher that we have was black person. So my grandparents understood the circulation of the black dollar because they understood if you own businesses or build a product or create a service, um, when it came time to buy uniforms for Collier Park, the people that were from that community were more likely to be philanthropic with that community versus people who did business in the community and left. So on a very primary working class level, that is the importance of circulating a black dollar. On a more macro level, my wife and I own a chain of barbershops. Um, it costs about thirty-five dollars to $50,000 to set up a nice shop the way we have it. We're a world-famous shop at this point. If I go to a traditional lender, uh, uh, one of the large banks, not only do I have to worry about things like Wells Fargo years ago was skimming. You know, take $10 out of many different accounts and they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Um, if we do that and go to them, they're not going to understand the need for barbershops. And traditionally, they haven't been great loan givers. They turn down 21% of loans where it's blacks, where it's only 8% in whites. That's about a fifth of all our loans. A black banking institution is not only going to understand why barbershops are needed, why they never go out of business, but they're going to see that not only are we a barbershop, we're a brand masquerading as a shop. They're going to understand what selling $15,000 in t-shirts a month is. They're going to understand why a commission shop works better a shop so i'm more likely to get a loan so that i'm not putting my own money at risk and then can pay that loan back over the course and make good on that and then propose another three shop this banking institution understands from a creative aspect what that means they understand from a very technical aspect black men get the haircut every week not every month so they're going to be more understanding of the pitch that i give and i have a greater chance and i think that's a very big reason that i personally am a believer in it because i see how it help my business directly and that's not just theory my barbers are people that get paid by my business. I employ over 40 people. Um, only 10 of them are barbers. The other 30 work in auxiliary too. Those people are buying homes. They're using black real estate agents. Many of them are going to pivot toward places like Glenwood, I mean Greenwood 
to get their loans. So to me, the longer that dollar stays in our community, the more businesses and people it employs and helps. So we need to stop thinking of it as though one person makes all the money and then it doesn't get back out. What needs to happen is one person needs to make that dollar, then spend that dollar so that dollar touches as many homes as we can before it gets out of our community and strengthens us financially. So I'm talking to the two of you today, but I know that Greenwood argues that a multi-generational problem requires a multi-generational solution. There's somebody who's not with us on this particular call, but is very key to the work that you guys are doing. Brian, tell me who's missing. Ambassador Andrew Young. <laughs> my, 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 my surrogate father, he is, always tells me that Ryan, in order to really move our culture forward, we must build wealth in the community. Greenwood, at Greenwood, uh, son is what he calls me. You must be a banker first, certainly, but you are also uh, must be a freedom fighter. You also must be understanding to the individuals in, in your community while doing good banking business. And at Greenwood, that's exactly what we plan to be. Bankers first, but we have the heart and soul of the community. Why? Because we come from the community to understand the individuals in the community and what their needs are. Personally, just to kind of dovetail from what Mike mentioned earlier, you know, Americans minus African-Americans really have built generational wealth by having access to black capital. By having access to black capital, you have the ability to build your personal wealth, but you also have the opportunity to create assets that extend generationally as well. So Greenwood, although not the sole African-American bank in, in the world, we will pride ourselves on being the first African-American digital bank in, in the world, but we will uh, be at the foundation of creating or closing, helping to close that wealth gap that we see so prevalent in, in America today. Because Mike, income inequality, especially in metropolitan Atlanta, we lead the nation with respect yeah. to income inequality. So it's great that you guys are getting in here and helping to close that gap. I, I would argue that we, we mirror the nation. Atlanta is a city and Georgia's a state with the third most Fortune 500 companies. Even in the midst of the pandemic, we have a robust economy and more businesses coming here. America is one of the greatest economic countries in terms of opportunity through capitalism. There is. But we know there's a dramatic wealth gap in America that matches Atlanta. Our goal in Atlanta to make it more progressive is to be um, what I think is a fundamental example for what you can do when you're determined to close that wealth gap. I think that Atlanta, or I know that Atlanta is one of the only cities you can name uh, with over 50 black restaurants owned by women and, and African-American men. It's one of the only places where you see providers in terms of construction, whether that's the Herman Russell company, or the six group that does glass. It's one of the few places where there's a true black middle class. And I think that our goal, um, well, my personal goal is to see more of the worker class move up to the middle class so we can have a true working class that grows as well. So I encourage young boys to go to trades as their sisters go to college. Their sisters can come back and be accountants and financiers. Our young men could be the, construct, the construction hands, but also the construction companies that are building, and they can both be banking with a black banking institution that's going to lend black capital out to make sure these businesses keep growing and prospering. Um, <clears throat> there are books out on the market that says you can't change that narrative through black consumerism. 
And I want to make it specifically clear. We're not only talking about being consumers. I don't think you buy your way. I don't think because, you know, you buy a pair of Nikes from a black store that saves us. That absolutely does not. Being the brick and mortar builders of that store, being the financiers of that store, making sure that those store accountants have accounts with a, with Greenwood, that's what's going to save you. And I believe, as Malcolm believed, by any means, and I say by any and every means necessary. So while we're doing the work on high legislation, while we're doing the work on low and making sure we feed the hungry and the homeless that are out here, we got to be doing that middle work to make sure we grow a middle class by being financially literate and responsible. And that's what Greenwood is going to help us do. And Ryan, the fact that in our community where there are so many challenges with respect to access to um, the internet, the one thing that we all have is the cell phone. And that is what you guys say is going to make a difference, right? Without a shadow of a doubt. So some of the features and services that, that we have, you I mean, you just mentioned it. Full service banking in your hand. Listen, I don't know when, even with COVID involved, I don't know in the last time I personally went into a bank. Uh, we'll have savings and spending account in the form of the black metal card that I mentioned, Apple and Android pay, peer-to-peer -peer transfers, mobile deposits, global ATM network, no hidden fees, and my favorite feature is the two-day early pay. I don't know who doesn't like to get their, their paycheck days early. So we will also have two-day early pay uh, for individuals who have direct deposit with Greenwood. So we're excited. We're excited about our launch. We're excited about our announcement. We're excited about the future. We're excited about being leaders in the community and from an ancestral standpoint, proud to be, to own a, promote a bank that's geared towards our people in the Latin X community. So this is a, uh, this is a beautiful time to be alive. And Mike, I love how you talked about how, yes, the things are happening for the people at the top and we're working very hard to bring along our, our brothers and sisters who are struggling, but doing yeah. this work in the middle is only going to make the community stronger. That's what I hear you saying. Absolutely. I'm a kid raised by his grandparents from the same community as our mayor and T.I., right on the west side of Atlanta. This neighborhood produced a mayor, has produced two guys that sing and dance who pivoted into business. And what I want to create is more of that narrative. There are tons of kids on the west side who have amazing minds, who don't have the access to, like you were saying, internet. So their technology is in their phone. I talked to Freddie Figures, a black wireless, the only black wireless company. And he was like, I want to get more phones in those kids' hands so they can do work in bank at places like Greenwood. Um, I know that it's possible for working class people to create wealth and to make sure that wealth goes on generationally because my grandparents did it for my sisters and I. And I was in a planning meeting, a state planning meeting with my lawyers all day yesterday, making sure I plan for my grandkids. That's the mentality we have to have in supporting Greenwood. I'm doing good business in banking for myself as an individual, but beyond that, this is a legacy that you leave for not only your children, but your grandchildren, much in the same way those who've been fortunate enough to have grandparents that were smart enough to do it for us. Today, we educate our people so that we can be wise enough to do it for the next couple generations after us, and this becomes a habit and a part of the culture versus the exception or the new thing in the culture. Exactly. And Ryan, as we get down the road and Greenwood is fully established in the community, do you see those opportunities for financial education of those young people who's, in whose hands you are going to put a phone so that they can build wealth, be educated about that wealth? And as Mike just said, 
plan so that that wealth is passed on because the money that is in, the, I mean, the black buying dollar is, and you, you know the number off the top. 1.2 trillion. Yep. There you yep. go. Condis, it's, it's not just about the recirculation of dollars. It's not just about uh, infusing bank capital into qualified hand, the qualified hands of individuals, also about financial literacy, right? So um, it's, it's, it's not easy to make the money, but it's harder to hold on to it. So, <laughs> right? So, so it, it's, it's a full circle education in support that Greenwood plans on having with the unbanked. And that's the end. When I mention unbanked, I'm not just referring to individuals that can't get, get banking services. I'm talking about individuals who don't have banking services. We, we want to grow with that community as well as the community, the middle class, upper class, in between class communities that are so desperately being underserved. So there's a, it's, a full, it's a full service cycle of, of trust and uh, financial support and financial freedom that we plan on infusing into the country. So how soon or how long is it gonna take before folks can, can visit a website, log on and open a Greenwood account? Yes, ma'am. So Gondis, uh, we will launch and announce Greenwood on October 8th. All right, you, uh, you will be able to, consumers will be able to sign up on our waiting list at that time. We plan on launching our first product, which I mentioned was a debit deposit savings a product in the fourth quarter of this year. So we will be a full-fledged operating digital bank before the new year's hits. Outstanding. Can't wait to open my own account. And I'm thinking of a bank right now I need to close an account with too. So there you have it. <laughs> Mike, anything else you want the audience to know that uh, about this, this initiative, your involvement in it, and how it's going to be not only the next big thing, but the next big thing that's going to make a genuine difference uh, in our community and definitely for the culture. Greenwood is the future. The future is right now. And the future is in your hands. Banking from your phone. Banking digitally. Um, it's all Greenwood. Reinvesting in your community, turning that dollar is Greenwood. A bank that you can trust and that understands the concerns of the Black community and Latina X community is Greenwood. Greenwood is the future and the future is right now. The future of banking is in your hands. Friends, you heard it right here. They are building a better future for the culture. A multi-generational problem, getting a multi-generational solution. Ambassador Andrew Young, along with our guests today, Michael Render, you know him as Killer Mike, and Ryan Glover. They are the founders of Greenwood, a banking platform that combines cutting-edge financial technology with cultural affiliation. It's a modern fintech neobank primarily serving the African-American and Latino community. They launched just October 8th. Soon we'll be fielding digital banking products that uniquely address the needs of a population that traditionally just doesn't bank. Thank you guys for being with us. 
Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condis Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.